What's up, everyone, and welcome to episode one of the Young Adult Podcast, where we'll be engaging in weekly conversations around the amazing, tough, fun, weird, but extremely important and defining season of your 20s, and hopefully be able to bring a solid biblical perspective to your current situation in life. Uh, my name is Andrew Matrone, and I'll be your host today alongside my co-host, Connor Graham. Connor, say what's up. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the very first podcast. Hey, Connor and I are both young adult pastors here at Red Rocks Church in Denver, Colorado. Connor, why don't you introduce uh, yourself and tell the guests about you? Yeah, my name's Connor. I'm married to Aaron and have an amazing daughter named Ezra. Ezra. Uh, Aaron and I both work here at Red Rocks. We do the internship program together. Uh, She works at Lakewood Campus and I work here in YA. Um, honestly, I became a part of YA just through attending and volunteering, but really had a heart for young adults because I became a Christian in college. I grew up in a Christian household and was very familiar with my faith, but it wasn't until I kind of got out of my own, had people challenge my thoughts and beliefs, and then actually saw people my age living it out and they weren't weird. Um, that I, I was like, okay, this is real. Like, and, and this is for me, this is something I want. And so, um, just knowing how much my life changed for the better. Um, and when I encountered Jesus in college, it's just such a pivotal time in life. Um, and so, yeah, that, that's, that's why I'm here doing what I do. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, and, and I'm Andrew Matron, like I said, uh, and I moved here. I was 21 years old when I moved to, to Red Rock Church. I was a lost 21 year old, had just graduated college and moved out to Red Rocks expecting that I was going to be uh, a pastor extraordinaire and preacher here. And I became the janitor pretty quickly. Nice. Um, but uh, I, I interned here and I just celebrated my 10 year anniversary. And I was a youth pastor here for, for nine years. Um, but now I, I oversee uh, the young adult ministry along with Connor and our amazing team. And I also get to be a part of Kids Rock Youth Internship Program, a bunch of different stuff. But man, I, I love this this age group. I think that I made the transition from youth to young adults because um, I had just gone through a really, really difficult season of life. And then I, I got into my 30s. I'm like, I think that I got something to offer this 20-something group. So uh, I decided to jump into young adult ministry and... Uh, I've loved it. So much fun. Yeah, it's awesome. Bunch of knuckleheads, but it's, it's fun. <laughs> uh, but, you know, we decided to do this podcast because, first off, we love this age group. We believe in this age group. Uh, but more importantly, we believe that who you become in this decade of your life in your 20s will transcend into the next decade of your life. So we want to take this time. We obviously have our, our Thursday night, which not, we're not quite doing that because of COVID, but we'll, yeah. we'll be back soon. But uh, we want to dive into deeper conversations to hopefully push you and challenge you and hopefully inspire you to begin to walk in the fullness of who God created you to be, uh, which we believe will make you the most effective for the kingdom of God, which is our ultimate goal. Probably everyone's ultimate goal is how can I be the most effective for the kingdom of God? But uh, let's go ahead and dive into episode one. Really excited for this. Uh, We've titled this episode Defining Decade, and our staff read uh, a book this past summer, uh, last summer, called Defining Decade. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and, and it's this book. It's a secular book, but it's it's this woman who is this therapist, and she has counseled 
hundreds and thousands of people within the uh, the decade of their 20s. And she comes to all sorts of conclusions. But she said this really powerful statement that I kind of want to build off of within this first podcast. But she said this. She said, in your 30s, not your 20s, but in your 30s, you either continue with or you correct for the moves you made in your 20s. That's profound. Let me say that again. In your 30s, you either continue with or you correct for the moves you made in your 20s. So in other words, what she's saying is that uh, your 20s are extremely defining. But what's funny about that is a lot of things that we read and what we see in culture kind of screams the opposite, right? Like uh, Time Magazine uh, did this article not too long ago, but they dubbed your 20s the Odyssey years. Uh, In other words, these are the years of wandering. And I think that we're almost led to believe that your 20s really just don't matter. Like they're just this whimsical time of life where you can party it up, do whatever, wherever, with whoever. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Because it's all just this uh, magical uh, time of life and your life will come together in your 30s. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I think think that's an interesting thought because I do think there's – a tiny bit of truth in that. And, and let me explain. I think your 20s are to some degree about wandering, although I wouldn't specifically use the word wandering. I, I would kind of use the word discovering. And what I mean by that is your 20s, they're, they're vital because, I mean, this is your life. And I think so many people, shout out to Drake. I know he's listening. Uh, yeah, he what's has up, Drake? That, Miss what's you, up, bro. Drake? We'll see you soon. Aubrey, check out the, <laughs> the YouTube channel. No, yeah. Um, Get back on track. Okay. Uh, I think so many people have this like YOLO mentality when it comes to their 20s of like, I'm young, I look good, I feel good, I'm going to go out and party, whatever. Um, But reality is these are the only 20s you'll ever have. You you get one life and you do, you only live once. And so it's important. It matters. Um, And I think that this idea of I'm only young once, whatever, we get kind of caught between these two parallels of my 20s are about exploring and and wandering, so who cares if I'm becoming anything? But then there's also this really real pressure that a lot of us feel that we have to arrive at something. Like we, We have to arrive at something by our 30s. And I think everybody has different definitions of what arriving looks like. Like maybe you feel like you've arrived if you're married by your 30 mm-hmm. or you have 100K in your bank account or whatever the case is. Um, but I think that wondering, no, but intentionally discovering is so vital in your 20s. Um, discovering who God is, who he's made you to be, what he's put you on this earth to do. I think that lays such a solid foundation for a life that you're building upon right. in your 20s into your 30s. Yeah. And I think that the, the 20s is such an interesting time of life because because for our, our ministry, it's mostly you graduate high school and then you kind of start phasing out of our ministry when you're around like 28, 29. But yeah. what's interesting about the, the season of your 20s is some of the most major events that you'll ever experience happen within that time period. Yeah, right so, now. Yeah. Um, so the first time you move from home, the first time you go to school, you graduate, uh, your first major job with your first major interviews, uh, your your own apartment, getting married maybe for the first time, having your first kid. I mean, all those major life events happened for me before I turned 27 years old. Yeah. Um, and and it, it's so so it's like this this interesting time where it's it's so exciting because the world is at your fingertips. Like you graduate high school, and in some sense, especially 
living in, in America and, and where we come from, like you, you can almost do just about anything that you want to do. So you kind of have like the world at your fingertips and that's really exciting, but it's also a really confusing time because you have the world at your fingertips Yeah, seriously. <laughs> and you're like, so what do I do with this time? Who do I become? Um, and I think because of that, when you don't really know exactly what you're supposed to do, who you're supposed to be, I think it breeds a lot of anxiety. And this generation right now is also dubbed one of the most anxious yeah. generations. Yeah. And I think it's because we have so much at our disposal now that we used to not have. I mean, 20, 30 years ago, people in their 20s did not have the ability to do the kind of things. Oh, yeah. I mean, you graduated, brand, you like... you got married, you yeah. did the thing. Um, and so I think that it's it's bred a lot of anxiety for 20s. Yeah, absolutely. I think that outside of legitimate like mental health caused anxiety, the biggest anxiety we see is within like young adults, like people in their 20s kind of caught in that weird phase of, all right, I'm not a child necessarily anymore, but I don't feel like a grown up right, <laughs> quite yet. Right. And I think it's real because you're in this weird season where if we're being totally honest, not a, a lot of us in our 20s have a ton of responsibility. Mm -hmm. Like we have responsibility, but we're not the CEO of a company who has hundreds of people working for us, whose paychecks like rely like on us and our decisions. We, you know, a lot of people don't have kids until their later 20s, early 30s. Right. You might not even have a spouse. And so your main concern is you, like making sure you wake up on time, <laughs> you know, don't eat like trash and maybe work out every once in a while like that. That's your life. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that I think that there's this kind of like weirdness with not having a ton of pressure on your life. But then at the same time, like you were kind of alluding to, like with social media and, and the access that we have at our fingertips, we see so many people who are 21, 22 25 and they're living in million dollar homes right, in LA right. and there's just also this weird pressure to have arrived somewhere at some point yeah. in your 20s so and that breeds anxiety because you're like well I don't feel like I got a ton to do in my job but at the same time this person over here is 10 steps ahead of me so it feels like yeah because you're, you're constantly I mean we're, we're we're constantly comparing us. You're always Absolutely. looking left and right. And I think even for myself, I, I look at some 21-year-old kid who seems to be doing more than I could ever do in my entire life. Yes. And I'm like, I missed out. I should have yeah, done more. Yeah, I, I, it was kind of a joke around the office, but I, I intentionally went, and if I didn't know you personally or found inspiration from your page, and it might not have been something that – if I unfollowed you, it wasn't your fault. It's probably more insecurity on my my part. But if I looked at somebody's page and I started comparing myself to where they were at in life, I unfollowed them. And it's mm -hmm. honestly, it's still there. Like there's there's some insecurity when it comes to being a 31 year old and seeing other people that are ahead of me that are younger. But like it did so much for just my soul to like relieve myself of that pressure of feeling like. I'm here, and there's so many people that would probably love to be where I'm at, but I'm looking at this person right. who is one step ahead or two steps ahead, you know? And yeah. so I think there's so much pressure to compare and contrast and measure ourselves against some invisible line of what success looks like in our 20s. Mm -hmm. and, then, and then the more we do that, I think the more we begin to run away from the purpose that, that we feel like God called us to, right? Like, I feel like God put me on this track put me on this path. Um, but like, 
I say this all the time, I quote Andy Stanley, but awareness breeds discontentment. So, like, yeah. the more aware I am, the more discontent that I become. Like, I thought things were good. I thought that I was going on the right path. I thought that I graduated with the right degree doing what God has called me to do, but I feel like nobody else is going down that lane yeah. and they're experiencing more success or they're living a certain way and I'm trying to do things right. Um, and so discontentment all of a sudden leads us to like take our eyes off the path that God has for us. And I think that's what I see for a lot of 20-somethings is um, their eyes are constantly wandering. Yeah, And, and it's the same for, for us as well. Absolutely. Um, but I think when you're in that season where it's such a, uh, a defining time of your you're just really trying to decide who you're going to be. It's easy to, to wander. Yeah, and I mean, even think about the names now that we have uh, for, for people on social media, like influencers. Like, their goal is to influence you, both in a positive way, but almost in like a, a way of you can get to where I'm at, sort of. Right. And I think, I mean, social media is neutral. It's not bad. It's not good. It all depends on how you use it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that, that that's so real to, to be able to be influenced in your 20s of either, man, go do whatever you want. Don't worry about responsibility or building a foundation for anything in your future. Or you're met with the opposite or maybe both at the same time of, what, you're 24 and you're not married or you are right. you don't have a, a house in downtown Denver right now, like with 10,000 followers. Like, what are you doing with your yeah. life? You know, yeah. so, yeah, it's a weird time. And your 20s are extremely important, like what you decide to build. Um, in your 20s is so important for your life. Yeah. No, I, I think I think what you said is exactly what, what I feel like. If I could um, if I could define your 20s in one word, and, and, I, and I, I get this because of my life, what I saw, and then also we've had hundreds and hundreds of conversations with, with people um, who are in their 20s who are trying to navigate life and engage this culture and trying to figure out. But if I could define your 20s in one word, I would say it's building. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And like if you could think about this decade of your life as nothing more than me building myself to the place where God has called me to be. So like uh, your 20s is a decade of, of building your belief system. Um, it's a decade of, of building your knowledge, your character, your skills and your values. This is a season of building, of learning, of growing uh, this is not your corner office season. No. Um, and I think that we would love for it to be our corner office yeah. season, but it's just flat out not. This is uh, you building the things that God is trying to build in you. And I think that building is a kingdom principle. I think you see all Absolutely. throughout Scripture that God is is all about building. It's about building his people. Um, and and I, one of my favorite passages, especially for, for 20-somethings, is, is Matthew chapter 7. And Jesus just gets done preaching the most famous sermon ever, the Sermon on the Mount, uh, about what it means to be a follower of Christ and what, what your life should look like. And then at the very end of it, he says this. He, he finishes his, soul, his whole sermon, then he says this. He says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine, the thing that I just told you and puts them into practice, is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, uh, and the winds blew against the house, and it fell with a great crash. So so Jesus gives this, this thought. There's two builders. And the interesting thing is, 
both these builders probably have the exact same materials, the same resources to build a foundation for a home. One chooses to build on rock. One chooses to build on, um, on sand and builder one, uh, if you build with rock, it's difficult to work with. You have to chip away, chisel away. It takes a long time to attach the structure to the bedrock builder two building on sand, all you have to do is just level off the sand. You don't have to anchor yourself to anything. So in, in one word, building on sand is easier. It takes less time. It's not much prep, but building on rock is far more difficult, time consuming. It took hard work. It took patience. And one builder wanted the quickest result and one builder wanted the right result. Yeah, that's like, important. That speaks to our culture, right? Yeah, that's important. Uh, one builder cared about the structure uh, one builder cared more about the foundation. And I think that we live in a culture that is far more interested in the structure than the foundation, yes. right? Like, what do I look like right now? Not what am I becoming or who am I becoming, yeah. but what am I like right now? How do people see me yeah. right now? I think that not only in Matthew, but literally look at any single person in the Bible that God uses to do something significant. And there is probably not just a few years, but maybe even a decade of building foundation. Mm-hmm. Think of, I like my first thought was Joseph, like yeah. second most powerful human being in the known world. And I think he, he becomes Pharaoh's assistant, right-hand man, runs the biggest country, one of the largest empires in the world. And he was in prison getting his character, his humility prepped. He was getting relationships Mm. that were going to get him in that position while the entire time he's thinking that he's probably going to die, you know? And I think so many of us, myself included, think, okay, God told me, because God told him in a dream, you're going to be a powerful man. Right. I think we're like, okay, so I'm just going to walk out and somebody's just going to see me on the street and be like, hey, I want to make you the man. You know what I mean? And it's (laughs) like, never works that way. David promised to be a king. Like, I I know if I was David and God was like, you're going to be king, I'd probably march right in and try to kill the other king. You know, and that's what a lot of people do. Like, that seems natural. But all the Psalms are written out of a place of building a foundation. All the Psalms, all the wisdom that David has, most of those come from a place where God's building something in him mm-hmm. so that he can then place him somewhere. Yeah, it's good. And I think that's the definition of your 20s is are you going to let God, yeah, have fun, yeah, explore, yeah, discover the potential that God's put inside of you. But throughout that process, are you going to allow God to build a foundation that he can then use when the time is right? Because yeah. I've also learned something too is you can be the right person with the right talents at the wrong time. Yeah. And it's... And, and you're not there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so there's so much that goes in. I think yeah. this podcast hopefully will help so many people unearth and navigate just the weirdness of the of your 20s. Yeah. Well, because I, I, I think this is so important because the strength of your foundation will determine the strength of your uh, your structure and the strength of your structure will determine totally. the strength of your life yeah. and the impact of the kingdom of God. And, and anybody who's listening to this, unless you don't know Jesus, we'll, we'd love to give you an opportunity to follow Jesus after this. But you want to make an impact for the kingdom of God. Yes. Like when push comes to shove, when you read scriptures, when you go to service, when you pray, you, you want to be someone who makes an impact. Um, but this is how it works. 
There's, yeah. there's no, it's always been this way and it'll always be this way that God is a God of process, that God is a God of building uh, these foundations. And, you know, your, your 20s, a, a few thoughts, if you're taking notes, we're going to give kind of just three, three quick thoughts and, and, and talk about this, um, is number one, when it comes to the, this thought of, of building this structure and foundation in, in your 20s, here's the first thing. Uh, your 20s is not about creating a structure that everyone sees, but a foundation that nobody sees yet. Not about creating a structure everyone sees, but a foundation that nobody sees yet. You see, we've allowed ourselves to believe that the more I'm seeing, the more value that I have. Yeah. Right. The, the, the more that people see me, uh, the more value that we will be placed on my life, the more opportunities that I'm going to get. And so I have to fight to be seen. Yeah. So I, I'm going to work as fast as I can to build the best structure possible so that people are seen and I have value. What's interesting um, is the number one thing that teenagers aspire to be is a YouTube blogger. So 20, 30 years ago, it was like a teacher, a doctor. Yeah, it didn't even exist. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. the number one thing studies have shown that, that a teenager wants to be a Gen Z is a YouTube blogger, vlogger. Yeah. Why? Because they're seen, Yeah. right? They're elevated. Yeah, they control their own destiny. I know one thing, um, Christine Kane, she was speaking more specifically to pastors and, and teachers within like the, the local church. She has a message. It's super famous. I want to say it's like the dark room or something like that. But when I first got into ministry, I heard it and it was so convicting because all of us are human. I think to some degree, if you stand on the stage to sing, to speak, there's a part of you that likes that. Yeah. You know, there's a part of you that likes that attention. And she was just talking about how what you do when you're not seen is going to be what allows you to step onto that platform right, and not right. be consumed by it. Because I, I think people that have influence, um, think about it, are normally some of the most miserable people in the world. Like we hear all the time stories about musicians or uh, actors and actresses that have it all, mm -hmm. the, the power, the influence, the money, but they're like dying inside. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I think it's just, it's so deceptive when you want to build a structure and not your foundation mm -hmm. in your 20s. It looks like I want the, the views, the likes, the looks. Yeah. But man, if you don't have that foundation in whatever area you, you're pursuing, it can eat you alive. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, I think our world determines success on like how tall my structure is, like how much money yeah. do I have? What, what, what is... Uh, what does my status look like? But the kingdom of God determines success on how deep your foundation is. Yeah, that's good. Um, and, and if I could, if I could go back to uh, that twenty-year-old Andrew, <laughs> I would have really fought for that, yeah. of, of fighting to to do things right and fighting to like really hear what is God trying to do and accomplish in my life because He's gonna accomplish His goal in your life. Yeah, like He created you, but before He created you, He set His path and will for you. And then he created you with all the gifts and the abilities to fulfill that. Yeah. And so God's will for your life will be accomplished, but it just depends on how long, how long it's going to take you to get there. Yeah. 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 Uh, and so kind of that, that goes to our, our second thought is your twenties is not about how fast you get there, but how you get there. Um, right. Like our world kind of screams, like get there as fast as you can worry about everything else later. And I think to your point is that's why we see a lot of people crash and burn. Yeah. I, I even read a, 
uh, a little snippet from Justin Bieber of like, look, I was a young kid who had everything, but I had everything that anybody could have ever wanted in their entire life. But I got it too fast because I didn't have behind me what I needed to um, be appropriate with the things that that God was allowing into totally. into my life, and it completely wrecked me. Yeah, and then when a fourteen-year-old, sixteen-year-old Justin Bieber, who's had everything, starts acting like a fifteen and sixteen-year-old kid, right. people get mad at him. Yeah, you know what I mean. I think when it comes to like. Uh, not being about how fast you get there. I think that's so important. I think that's probably the biggest temptation and the biggest pressure we feel in our 20s is how fast can I get there? But it's not about how fast, but about how you get there. There's a quote, and I wish I could give whoever said this credit. I want to say it is in some leadership book somewhere. I did not think this thought, but if you want to attribute (laughs) it it to me, me, that's fine. I read this. It, It said basically what it takes for you to gain the platform or whatever it is you want that now becomes your minimum to maintain wow, that. Yeah. And so if you're trying to get, uh, I don't know, a certain amount of followers or, or whatever, arrive somewhere in life, if you got to burn bridges, if you got to use people in relationships, if you got to take advantage of people, just know that that's now your minimum to maintain <laughs> yeah. the status that you now have. Mm-hmm. And that was so convicting for me. Um when it just came to, I don't know, the dreams that I feel like God's put on my heart is, hey, I can, I can probably fast track this a little bit. Right. But if I've got to cut corners and if I've got to use some people along the way and burn that bridge, that's going to have to become my normal. If yeah. I'm going to try to fast track what I want to see in my life, if I don't let God build what he wants to build out of me, right. I'm probably going to have to really spend the rest of my life looking over my shoulder, looking over who can I now use to get there. And now relationships become tools for you and they're not life-giving. Mm-hmm. They're, they're how can I take advantage of this person to get what I want? How, how can I get to where I want to go regardless of who's in my way? And right. so when it comes to not getting there fast, but how you get there, I remember reading that and it's just always been something that is just stuck in the back of my brain Mm -hmm. of sometimes it might be better to get there more slowly because you can bring more people along and you can step into that with confidence because you know you did it the right way. Yeah, because if you force your way into something, you have to sustain it. Absolutely. And I've learned that in life. Like I don't want to be anywhere that God hasn't created space for me for me to be yeah what's beautiful is when you arrive to a spot that you don't belong but you don't even know how you got there but god just placed you there yeah and there seems to be so much grace but to your point whenever you you feel this itch in your 20s of like i have to get moving i have to and you start jockeying you start doing certain things to get yourself to the to this place and you've gotten that job that you've always wanted but you got to force your way in there and now you have to fight to sustain it and yeah, that, that's that's a tough thing. There's a there's a proverb, um, proverb thirty twenty eight, I believe. It says this. It says a lizard can be caught in your hand, yet it's found in the palaces of kings. Mm. I remember Scott Brugman um, talked to my internship class about this. I believe to the last one. But basically, what that's saying is, I think all of us want to be kings at some point. But what we don't realize is a lizard, which you know, like a, a somebody of not much pomp and circumstance can find themselves in places of a lot of influence if they're if they're willing to be humble, to be small, mm. and to just kind of walk through whatever 
doors are available to get there. Mm. And so that's a, that's an interesting proverb. It sounds really obscure, but I think it speaks so much to what we're talking about is yeah. we think sometimes to get into the rooms, to have the influence that we want to have, we have to be the king. Mm. But sometimes we just got to be little lizards. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> Figure yeah. out a way in there. And remember that, man, that the world is, is a sprint and the kingdom of God is, is a marathon. That, yeah. that God allows you to go through the dark room, through the processes. And I, I've, I've, I've stole that message from Christine Kane before. <laughs> um, Who hasn't? Yes. Yeah, sure. uh, the kind of the third, third thought with when it comes to uh, building in your twenties, uh, your twenties is not about what you do, but it's about who you are becoming. It's not about what you do, but it's about who you're becoming. And I, I had this thought, and and some people may disagree, and may offend some people, but I don't know if God is really concerned with the job that you have. Yeah. I don't know if God is like super concerned on if you're married right now or if you have kids. I don't think God is super concerned. I think that God is far more concerned about your personal growth than God is concerned with your vocational growth. Yeah. And I I, I just have to believe it. I've seen it time and time again that I, I just I think that we think God is so concerned. Am I am I doing all the right things? Am I in the right place? Am I married at the right time? And I'm like, I don't think that God's concerned about that. Yeah. I think God's concerned about what's going on inside of you in that foundation. Yeah, no. I mean, I think definitely all of us have something that we have to do. And I think, I don't know, maybe we can talk a podcast about this, like maybe dispelling the myth of like the one call or one purpose that everybody has in their life. I mean, I believe in calling. I believe in purpose. I believe God gives you desires. But to your point, I think that sometimes we can make that the focus of our life. And we forget that Jesus died for you, not for you to be a CEO or for you to be a pastor or whatever. He died for you because you're enough. Mm -hmm. Like, what you do doesn't bring any more value to what God's done for you. And I think John seventeen three says this. He says, this is eternal life and eternal life, not just life in heaven, but like this is the purpose and the core of both life now and forever is this. And he literally it's at the end of one of his biggest monologues when it comes to talking to his disciples before he goes to the cross. He says, this is the point of life that, you know, the only true God and Jesus, whom you have sent. Mm. And I think when we get to know Jesus more and more every day, we then discover more about ourselves. We, we right. self-correct. We allow the Holy Spirit to speak into those areas where we need to grow. And that, I mean, you can't lay a better foundation than just saying yes to the Holy Spirit and right. what He wants to do inside of you. You can't prepare any better for any other situation in life than focusing on Jesus and allowing him to change who you are on the inside. Yeah, yeah. Because you, when you stand before God, as we all will, we believe that when we pass from this earth, we will stand before God. We're not going to stand before God on behalf of our marriage, yeah. or on behalf of the company that we ran, or or, or the place that we worked for. We're going to stand before God on behalf of ourselves yeah. and what we did with what God gave us. Yeah, and I that. That's always like really struck me of like, I want to fight to like, what has God given me in this season? I want to be really, really faithful with that because what a shame is we, we try to move so fast past the things that God has like placed in our life in the season. I, I, and I, I found this all the time with, uh, with high schoolers when I did youth ministry of like, I cannot wait 
until I just get out of high school. And I'm like, no, yeah. but this is such a beautiful season of life where God's trying to do so much inside you. And I think the same thing for someone who's sitting in their singleness of like, I just cannot wait to be married. No, like this is such a beautiful time that God's trying You'll to do something. Like, I can't wait until I'm the boss. Yeah. No, but here's the reality is you, you want more, but with more comes more. Yeah. Right? Like uh, more money, more problems. Yeah, Thank you. B-I-G. Yes. Like it's, it's true. Like I, I, me and my wife will sometimes drive by the apartment when we got married, when we were 23 years old, I'm like, man, simpler times. Yeah, seriously. But we used to pray that God would do so much and, and God did do so much, but with more comes more, more responsibility, yeah. uh, more stress, more, um, Issues yeah. in life that you have to deal with. That you, you know? have to be accountable for. Yeah. New yeah. levels, new devils. Yeah. New promotions, new problems, right? Yeah, <laughs> seriously. So, yeah, man, I think, man, in your 20s, if you can focus on who you're becoming, not worry about how fast you get there, but making sure you get there the right way, and know that the temptation to always compare and contrast will be there. But if you can put those blinders on and you can just let the Holy Spirit do His work yeah. inside of you— yeah. You don't have to have a game plan necessarily. You don't have to have a 10-year plan. I mean, that sometimes those are great, but God will accomplish what he wants to accomplish in your life if you can do those yeah. things, if you yeah. can let him dictate the pace. You can say yes to the Spirit when it, he's making corrections inside of you, and you can focus on building a good foundation. Um, the structure will come, yeah. and it'll be a structure that can last, yep. you know. Yeah, and a structure that'll be attractive. Yeah, to people that'll be that will be the influence that you never really knew that you actually wanted. Yeah, you know. So your twenties is about building character, about integrity. Your twenties is about getting healing, right? Like I, I say this all the time: like you pay now or you pay later. But you'll pay. And yeah, but you you'll always have to pay. But if you pay now, you don't. If you pay later, you pay at the expense of other people. Yeah. And I learned that the hard way. I had to pay for certain things at the expense of my wife and my child. Yeah. Because um, your problems are no longer your problems. No. They're you and your wife's problems, you yep. and your child's problems. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Because you, you get married and it exposes everything. Everything about you. Everything. And then you have kids and it exposes everything about your marriage. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, Real talk, though. Yeah. yeah. No, that, that's awesome. Well, uh, we're going to conclude uh, episode one, but we'd love to to pray for you before we close out of this podcast. I'll, I'll pray. Lord, just thank you so much for uh, all the listeners under the sound of our voice. God, I, I thank you for, for bringing them to this today. And uh, if there's anybody out here listening and, and maybe you just stumbled upon this and you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, we want to give you the opportunity right now to, to say yes to Jesus. Um, you've been wandering in your life and you felt very dissatisfied and unfulfilled and you have chased everything, every person to try to find the thing that you're looking for and you just haven't quite found it yet. And maybe listening today, you feel in your spirit uh, this like tugging on your heart and your soul. And I believe that it's Jesus Christ, the one who created you, interacting with you right now. And all you have to do is say yes to him and say, Jesus, I want to give you my life. Uh, there's no pre-qualifiers to it. You don't have to say anything perfect, but just say, God, forgive me for my sins. Lord, come into my life. Uh, be Lord of my life. And we'd love to connect with you after this podcast. But um, And for everybody else listening, Lord, I just pray that you'd speak to them. I pray that uh, what was spoken today won't return void. Uh, Lord, we just love you, and we trust you, and we ask all is your name. Everybody says amen. amen. Hey, y'all, thank you so much for joining us for Episode 1 of the Young Adults Podcast. 
We'll see you next time. We're out.